Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast episode with uh, me, Josh, and Matt. Matt. Um, but this is South Point Sessions. Not it's not about me or you. Uh, it's all about you. Remember that song? I remember actually singing one time. It's all about me. <laughs> so, like, uh, seriously, or um, like, like, wait, what? Did you mistaken you for me? Well. <laughs> Yeah, just in the, it's all about you. It well, and I said it's supposed to be. It's not about me. Yeah, and I said it's all about me. It's all about me. So I mean, was it a Freudian slip or was it? Hey, how was your weekend? It was uh, <laughs> my weekend. Yeah. It was it was fine. It was pretty um, pretty average. Just yeah. Ubering kids around. Um, did you catch the Oscars? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. I did. Amy Schumer did very well. Yeah, best picture. Coda, a first time Netflix, first time non big yeah. um, company. Like, yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. That was for, cool. Well, no, it wasn't Netflix. It was um, Apple something like TV that. Plus, I think. And yeah. Wanda Sykes is hilarious. Yeah. She's so funny. Uh, there was something that happened there. I don't want to talk that, about it. Was it was fairly yeah, boring. It's fine. It was fine. Jada. Anyway, um, so this week. We are uh, taking our, our regularly scheduled program and putting it on pause because, and I think, um, what I've learned over the years in church life is sometimes, you know, there's stuff that comes up that just needs to be talked about. And it's not that this is anything bad or whatever. Yeah, you, 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 you kind I know, of started I, prefacing, prefacing I'm sorry. it like it was like, uh, a, like deep... a church scandal or yeah, something. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. This isn't a Carl Lenz, Brian Houston oh, situation oh, or a Brexy KV oh, or okay. let's go on and on. Anyway, um, um, but what this is, is, um, you know, the, we've been through a pandemic. Yes. We, well, well, let, let's, let's not say we. You and Tegan had a vision to plant a church prior to the pandemic, before you ever knew it was going to happen. Sure. Yeah. And so launched off in uh, September 2019, uh, went, you know, hardcore f- for several months, just went, went at it, really just started, you know, this church. And then in March 2020, everything gets shut down. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it has... It has been a interesting last year and a half, two years. And what I will say is, um, you know, everything looks different now. Yeah. So I think what we've been talking about over the last few weeks, we've talked with the board, we've talked with a few other people, is just kind of where, where things are at, where things need to go, and how you're feeling, how, you know, the leadership of the church is feeling, how you're you're seeing kind of where things are at and what needs to happen. So I think for this podcast episode, really it's, it's a bit of vision, a bit of heart stuff, a bit of where things are at and uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep it light. Yeah, no, I think um, I just want to dream with the people. Oh, come on. Right. I just want to, I just want to dream. dream. Um, I think coming in, coming into planting a church. Yeah. You have all these wonderful ideas, and God often will will shake that tree to get to a point where you know you've you've created the fruit that you think you're going after. Yeah. Whatever, bad analogy. He'll whatever, rock you. Okay, he'll rock me. Um, 
And I think when we started, we we were doing our thing, and, and really we were just kind of a church that was a little bit cooler, a little bit hipper. Hip. Uh, wore a little bit tighter jeans. Yeah. Uh, met in a school, and, and it was a thing, and it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. We, we really were reaching people, but we were very community-based. Yeah. And gathering on a Sunday was like number four or five on our priority list. Yep. Then the pandemic hits and uh, everything changes. The world mm. changes. People are leaving church. People yep. are leaving um, relationships. People are, yep. are, are just shifting significantly. Yep. And in the midst of that, the church had a choice to make. Mm. Um, it could shift with... Or it could dig down roots and say, we shall not be moved. Yeah. And there are those who, who, who dug down deep and said, we shall not be moved. Yeah. And there are those churches who um, said, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to kind of ebb and flow with culture. Yeah. Um, the gospel, like, you know, that old saying, the message of the gospel doesn't change, but the method and how you present it does. Yes. Um. And so, and then there were, and then there was this unique scenario, which I don't know how many churches have fallen into it, but I think a lot of churches adapted for the season, yeah, and then went right back to their old ways. Now the, the and some would say, well, what's the problem with this? And, and the problem with all of that initially, and then now, is that one, the church was dying. People were leaving the church. Explain that a little bit. Because I, I think sometimes when you've been, you're a church person right. or you, you know, haven't gone to church for a while or you don't know anything about church, you don't know what was happening. So right. explain that. So, glo- uh, well, at least within North America and, and within Canada, the church as in religious institutions, yep. churches, buildings, things like that, the church was decreasing in numbers. Yeah. Um, more specifically, like the 40-ish and unders yep. were not attending. They were attending less um, to a point where even regular kind of church-going people, yep. uh, I don't know what it is today per se, but there, there was a stat that said the average person now only attends church once every three to four weeks. Yep. Right? That's been for the so, last few years. But. You know, what used to be a weekly... 100% I'm all in coming to a Sunday morning listening to worship listening to preaching yep. announcements offering um, kids ministry uh, bigger churches junior high youth ministry at the time all the programs all the programs <laughs> and then you know an hour an hour and a half later Bob's your uncle yep that style was dying now in and, and, and with every kind of stat and every kind of uh, scenario, that's not true in every case. It's not right. true in every city. It's not true in every church. There are some churches that some, by the grace of God, were growing. Um, other churches were, were systematically dying. And it didn't necessarily, although um, numerically um, smaller town churches were dying a little bit quicker, Due to population, uh, people were moving back into urban centers. The reality is that um, there are still some small town churches that are doing 
Okay. Yeah, sure. Right? They're 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 either plateau they're either maintaining or plateaued or they've grown up a little bit, yep. right? They've had a few. But the majority of Canadian churches um have plateaued or are on the decrease. Yep. And so we had an opportunity to make a shift in the church. Yep. How we were meeting with people, how why why we were doing what we were doing, how we were trying to do it. And the idea was back in the day, there was a certain period of time, I don't know, from the mid 60s, 70s on, this kind of, um, they'll come to us, put on a show. Yeah. Um, not even a show. You, you, It's just very attractional. Yeah. And that has kind of lost its way to an extent. Now, people are still looking for good quality. They're still looking yep. for good content. They're looking for all of that stuff. But they're also looking for authenticity. They're also looking for connectivity, connection yep. points, things like that. And so we had a chance. We had an opportunity to shift. And I think what we are considering is even after coming out of the pandemic, we've only been meeting now for a month and a half. Yeah. Right? Give yeah, twice. Yeah. Twice. Three times. A lady. Whoa. Um, <laughs> hey, you want? Hey, you want? But just, just to just to chop it up a bit. Um, you want to hear a cool joke I heard this week? I don't know. You want? You know, I you don't ready? know if I do, but okay. Hey, ready? Um, uh, after the Oscars, what did uh, Chris Rock wake up with? I don't want to know the answer. Are you ready? Yeah. Fresh prints. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I thought it was a good one. Anyway, wow. okay, continue. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> Segway. Wow. Um. Anyways, so we we started coming back together, and it wasn't very long, when we kind of came back with the same model that we started with, mm. which was you know basically we did it for six months. Yeah. Two year pandemic. Now we've come back and we're yeah. like, and it wasn't very long before. <coughs> We realized, I don't like this. Yeah. And and not that it was, and, and please understand what I'm saying. It's not that it was bad. Right. But I think it was, it, it was missing the point. Right. And so, yeah, we got back together. We had a, we have a beautiful location. We love the place that we, we meet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've noticed the last bunch of months that it's kind of the... The regular church, hardcore-ish people right. that have come back. And looking around, it wasn't anybody that we really wanted to plant a church for. Right. And so we wanted to plant a church for people who don't like church. Yeah. And half of that, more than half of that, was people who didn't like coming to a building sitting and not being connected, sit, you know, all, all the reasons. And I could list off like what seems to be 30 to 40 reasons why certain yep. people don't like, and, and everybody has a different, you know, a different hurt, a different reason, sure. things they grew up with, whatever. But I realized that we weren't really creating a church for people who didn't like church. We were creating a church for people who were comfortable in church. Right. And, and, so I've had this existential crisis the last month and a half where I'm like, I went to the board, I went to everybody and said, I can't keep going this way. Yeah, This is not my goal. Um, we, can, we can do everything that we're doing now. Yeah. Why do we need to rent a building to do it? Yeah. 
And so we as a, a council, as a board, we, we sat and we talked and I kind of shared my heart about what I really would like to do and, and how that would really look and how that would feel. And we haven't fleshed it all out yet, but the idea coming is that we're going to make a change. Right. And so right off the bat, are we going to stop meeting as a large church? No. Thank you. Once a month. We will still be getting together yep. at the cross mount to do an in-gathering, in-person, all-church all right. session. Okay, That's not going to change. Um, the multiple sessions a month, they're done. We're not doing those anymore. We want to shift, and we feel it's important to shift to the greatest thing ever created. Birch. Birch? Bur- 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 Birch. 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 But there's an, there's an R there before. Birch. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to Birch. Brunch and church. Yeah. Come on, somebody. I know. Who, who doesn't love brunch? Yeah, it's true. And who, we call it church, but really it's just getting together. The church is when two or more are gathered. Yeah. Okay? We want to do our Sundays fun. We want to do our Sundays with food. We want to do our Sundays, I'm going to say it, I'm going to go with the three ass wow. fellowship, right? Yeah. I hate myself for doing that, but I, I went there. I went there. I went there. there. And so our goal is to have birch groups, and we are literally calling them birch, okay? We were going to call them small groups. We were going to call them socials. We were, No, we're yeah. like, you know what? Birch is so ridiculous. It's amazing. Yeah. So South Point birch groups are going to be <laughs> popping up all over the city, and Every Sunday, you can go to somebody's house. You can do brunch with them, yeah, and do life, yeah. And and it's not going to be overly programmed. Yeah, um, we might do a word of the day, <gasps> like hope. What does hope mean to you? Maybe you have a fifteen minute discussion on yep. what is hope. Maybe it's something controversial, like <laughs> we could talk about Will Smith, oh. and like. The, the you what, know because what, there are two sides to that story right some people are supportive and some people what aren't what does it look like from a biblical perspective no no, no, no not no. even but the, <laughs> just, you know what i'm saying like we the whole goal was i can invite my neighbors darcy yeah and his family over for brunch yeah guys come over well is it going to be like super churchy no we're literally just going to eat food and hang out and hang out yeah i can invite my my other next door neighbor you know, Kathleen, who who's our daycare person, say, hey, you and your hubby, come on over. We're going to have brunch with a couple of our friends. They're all about your age. It's all good. Nothing yeah. creepy. And then I think what what the whole purpose of the church was meant to be for me was that the Sundays that we do gather, mm-hmm. it's like a celebration of when we all get back together yeah. for the once a month going, hey, these are some new people from our group. This is, And then on top of that, to keep... Keep the community the number one thing. So we would be doing like once a month or give or take once every other month, like an all church event yep. that we hope that everybody comes to, that everybody's connected to, that everybody's involved with. Yep. So for example, Easter Sunday, yep. you know, a lot of churches do a big Easter production. They do a big Easter weekend. Um, We're doing an Easter egg hunt for the community. Yeah. We have, we have, connected with the cross mount they're giving us their place and we're going to host 
an amazing Easter egg hunt for the community. Are we doing a church service? No. no. Are we serving our community? Yes. Are we going to have fun? Yes. Are we going to be able mm-hmm. to show Jesus in to people in ways that actually it matters and it's tangible yeah. through our lives and through our actions? Yes. Can we have conversations with people on the day, on the ground? Yes. Can the lives be changed in that moment? I sure hope so. But that's better than, in my opinion, the frustration I had was doing an Easter service. And I love our church. I love our church. I love every single person. I love the families that come to our church. It's Mm -hmm. such an amazing core group of people. But I think they believe and I believe that we just didn't want to do another church service just for us. Because we can all get together in in small groups in in our birch groups across the city and still accomplish the same thing. I think so. So talk a little bit about I think your the existential crisis you were having, like because I think the thing is, lots of times we don't hear about a church pastor having those crisis moments. Their job is just to literally lead people through that. Everyone else is freaking out, but you know, they're the steady and, and not that you're not the steady, but I I just think sometimes being honest about that is good so that people understand like likelihood is what they're feeling. You felt. Yeah. There was about a three to five. So we went out on a family vacation uh, just to kind of get away. And this was right after a church service we Mm. had. And from that point to to last week or the week before, yeah, I had about a two week span where I was nutty. I was dissatisfied, right? I was frustrated. I was like, "What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Um, like, what do I have to change? What am I missing?" At one point, I was like. Are are people dumb? Am I dumb? Like, am am I a bad leader? Is Josh a bad leader? Like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? And I was so dissatisfied with the the end. And I hate to use this word, but the the end product. Yeah, because I was like, I, I okay. Truth be told, I got to a point where I'm like, I'm doing church for people that are already in the church, hoping we get enough money to do this all again the next month. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it totally was not about my neighbor. It totally wasn't about reaching people. It wasn't even, even about like actually having growth or journey moments with God. It was like, we did worship check, check. We, we spoke a message Check. Um, And and we can say we gathered. Check. Check. And yet I noticed over the last few weeks that, and I'm not saying that God didn't move in those moments because God is amazing and he does what he wants to and Holy Spirit does what he wants to, how he wants to, when he wants to. But I saw what I saw in people was them light up in the non- overly spiritual components of our church. Yeah. The connecting points, the coffee together, the, the doing life around the table. Right. Like that's where I was having deeper conversations with Mm -hmm. like, how's your week going? 
um, oh, I heard you had a new job or, oh, like, you know, all these yeah. things. Those were the conversations. And I was thinking to myself, like, this is, this is church. Yeah. Not sitting, listening to Josh ramble about, uh, you know, another scripture that he knows all too well and he's pushing and it's great and it sounds amazing and it's deep and it's theological and it's all those things. But I just kind of sat there and I I found myself kind of tuning out. And then I thought, if I'm like this and I'm the head of this, what are other people like? Oh yeah. And then I had this, and I know this is going to sound so dumb. Oh boy. Okay. And then the Lord spoke. Uh, what, what does he sound like? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, now, with, with, with me, okay, a little um, yeah, yeah. behind the curtain with Matt. Oh. The Lord is very, you would think the Lord is abrupt with me. Yeah. Because that's how I normally no. am with people, and people need to be with no, like humans. Nice. The Lord is like, uh, hey, Matthew. Matt. And this is what he said. Like, yeah. I felt this verbatim. Is it about who can make any cha- who who can make the changes? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, well, me. Thank you, Lord. And then he's like, Well, then make them. Well, then make the changes. <laughs> but like, it was like I needed that. It was, it was so easy to go back into what was familiar and comfortable. Sure. And we could go on a whole spiritual tangent about yep. sin and life and familiarity and comfortability. Yep. And it was like the Lord said to me, well, who can make the changes? And mm-hmm. then he said, then make the changes. And so that's kind of when we, we said, okay, like I want to go back to, and I, and I have to be, I have to be gentle sure. on myself. We are coming out of a pandemic. And so the reason why this was more exciting and dreamful and hopeful, because I feel like we caught it early Mm. that I didn't go six months. We didn't go six months and then look back and go, Oh, how did, why did we do this? How did we get here? Where I feel like this is a little bit of us catching ahead of the ahead of the game. And so kind of, that's where we're at. Like, do I have it all figured out? No. No. Um, But I do know that like meeting to like, it's a very new testament of us. Yeah. You know, they didn't meet the early church did not meet in big cathedrals and synagogues. No. They met in homes. Yeah. They broke bread together. They okay. lived life together. They helped one another. And so the goal of this is not only do we have like these once a month or once every other month church events. Yep. But that are that are birch groups. <laughs> birch. I love it. Birch. birch. Tr- I love that that they're going to be involved in their community. I said 100%. to Tegan, you know, one of the things I'd like to do with our uh, upcoming Birch group, um, I'd like to do a Stonebridge cleanup day. Yeah. Right? There's so much dirt, and or not dirt, but so much garbage Stuff. around this, yeah. you know, masks everywhere. Yeah. I said, let's get our Birch group and and take an hour or two on a Saturday and clean up our neighborhood. Yeah. The parks or the, whatever. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. The streets, the parks. Yeah. We, you know, we could do block parties together. 100%. So all, all of these things, I think, are more on the ground, in the trenches, with people. And I think the benefit is that you working where you work. Yep. 
our conversations have been very intriguing to me because, you know, the church world can be very isolated, yeah, very incentric. Um, is that the word incentric? No, um, um, I would uh, say sectarian, or I don't even know what that means. Just internal sure. is what I meant internal, to say. Like yes. very, like yes. we think. You know, if it's a fog from the pulpit or a mist in the pulpit, it's a fog in the pew type of thing. Yeah. We're so internal. And you talk about how the people in your world, which are normal, regular, everyday working class people, know nothing about the church, don't care about the church, don't care. The the idea of them walking through the the doors of 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 a church... Barring the intervention of Holy Spirit Himself, yeah. would never do it and don't even care or know that they exist. And here we are internally thinking, well, if we just make a little, yeah. if we just tweak make a little t- tweak to the music, if we if we have a better kids program, if we give away a gift card, yeah, that this is going to draw people. Yeah, and I was and and I think those conversations with you have helped me realize that like we're so. This is going to sound harsh, but like we're so far off the mark when it comes to actually impacting people on a larger scale. And I'm not saying that, and please understand what I'm saying. I am not saying that the church is completely failing. God's church will move on. God's church will thrive. But what I'm saying is the message of the gospel isn't changing. We are not changing who Jesus no. is. We are not changing what he did for people. He died on the cross. He saved their lives. And he did it all for them. But we sure as heck can change how we present all of that. Uh, yes. And and one thing that I, I think the, the natural reaction from people will be like, okay, but how are people going to get fed? How are we going to you know, get people into the word? Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready. No, I it's about to come. No, no. I, I, I just I think the thing that we think is we we can't leverage all the stuff that we have on like at no, what other time in the world can now you listen to better communicators than you or me? Um Right, like you can, you can access the best communicators on the planet. Tegan listens to Rick Warren every morning. I can't compete well with Rick Warren. I wouldn't say he's the best communicator on for the planet. for her. He's the best communicator for her. I mean, Daddy Rick, I love him. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I, you know, I for for now, where we're at in history, I don't think local churches need to be the center point of like, oh, my pastor has to be the best preacher or our worship team has to be the best worship team on the planet. Like we have so many things we can leverage that are part of the global church that are great. But the one thing that the global church and all of these other folks like a Rick Warren or any that can't leverage is local community and like connecting with people in your local area. So I think like not, I think sometimes we... We're like, oh, it's got to be about the word. It's got to be about the worship. Like, okay, but nowadays, this is not 1985, right? Like your local context now means more in the connectivity space because those are the people that live in your area. Yeah. 
Like you need the face-to-face with people. You need to have the conversations. You need to have the connections. You need to have the times where you'll sit across the table with somebody and like figure out how they're actually doing and invest in them. And that's what I think um, people don't realize is that's the center point of the church now. And that's the opportunity I think that we have to be able to go forward with it. And ironically, like aside from the preaching component, yep. That's what the local church was when it first started. 100%. It was community. It was gathering together. It was growing in yeah. God. Not every, you know, the, the the church that Timothy pastored was 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 house churches all over the place. 100%. So they, you know, like you can turn on YouTube at any point and 100%. get a million worship songs. Yes. You can turn on YouTube or a podcast and listen to a million great speakers and you can feed yourself. And and I know that that is a little bit not normal in a in a in a society where for a long time we required the pastor to do it all and 100%. preach it all and say it all. But we we are living in a generation of people who are podcast listeners, yeah. who are YouTube watchers. Yes, and when and and whether we like it or not there is somewhat of a comparative analysis that takes place internally sure. whether we you know we're aware of it or not so if 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 i'm trying to compete with the world when it comes to entertainment when it comes to communication yep. skills when it comes to worship production when it comes to all that we can't no we just can't and so why even why like you know people say well yeah but if you're not trying well no it's not that we're not trying it's that those things that we used to put as the center. important center metric, we believe at South Point aren't necessarily no. the metric that we're going for. No, I think the, the issue is connections and community, right? Like for us, the more like, and, and like you're saying where I'm, I work on a regular basis, like I don't care about like I wake up in the morning, I'm not like, oh, you know what? I need to put on that Christian rap music when I'm at work so that people just know I love Jesus. Like, no. Like for me, that's not what's going to be the the clincher or the change. For me, it's going to be, well, how am I living my life there in a way that makes that difference? One. Two, when I'm with folks in church, like my favorite part of church the whole time, uh, maybe for you know a short span where I got really into like blowing a whistle in church. Mm. But other than that, like it was always the foyer time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for people that grow up in church, you know what I'm talking about? Like you looked forward to hanging out in the foyer with people because you just talked. Yeah. And you just had a great time. And then like the the service felt like the formality. <clears throat> yeah. Well no and that sorry. That, that that's how I just feel across the board. Like there yeah. is a formality and I take speaking the gospel and speaking about Jesus very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't make it more serious or more important because I'm behind a lectern or a, a, pul- a, a pulpit. Come on. Now I know that there is a, a remnant that believe that and want and know that. Sure. Okay. That's fine. But for every moment where Jesus preached publicly in a, yeah. in a large group context, yeah. I don't know what the number is, 10, 15, 20, 50, 100,000 sure. times, it was one-on-ones. Yeah. All the time. Or small groups. Small groups yeah. and, and discipleship groups and all of those kind of things. Yeah. And, and I think 
for us, we have an amazing core group of people. Yeah. And these people love Jesus. And we want to leverage that. We yeah. want to, <clears throat> and we want to enjoy it. I we want to have these times together where we're so excited about gathering and, and connecting with one another yeah. that we want to bring other people around us. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I said this to Tegan before, when we did our small groups initially, we, we made these like big small group pushes, mm-hmm. right? And like everybody's like, well, I don't know if people are going to come and blah, blah, blah. And we did our small groups the first time through and every small group leader and every small group mm. was full the first time. Yeah. And then we stopped doing them and because of COVID. Yeah. And we've even seen our church go down a little bit in numbers. So yeah. um, that's kind of my heart right now. My heart is to see us grow, but not for the sake of numbers, but for the sake of reaching our friends and yeah. creating community and a community that, you know, whatever you call it, like house churches or birch groups or but just something that we could have, we could have church people and church, like we could have community groups all across the city. Yeah. And once a month, yeah, we get together. Once a month, you know, yeah. even our services coming back together, they may not look the same anymore. No. Um, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with it because I, I think when we, when we think about the two things that we always talk about, love God and love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That can look different in 2022. 100%. Than it has for the last 50 years in quote-unquote church. And and please understand, I want to reiterate this for the third time. It's probably the fourth. Maybe. I am not bashing local church. No. I'm not bashing those churches that gather on a Sunday. I'm not bashing those with buildings. I'm not... I'm not, I'm not there, I, I view the kingdom of God yep. like flavors of ice cream. Yep. There are tons of flavors of ice cream. And if you want vanilla or chocolate, there are plenty of vanilla and chocolate type churches out there. We're a little bit more... Um, bubble gum. Bubble gum. Yeah. That's a good one, eh? Yeah. I, I was going to go cookie dough, but your bubble gum is a little bit more uh, like exciting. Gum. Yeah. My, I, my kids love the bubble gum. I, you know, I, I love it. I love... Uh, for me, anyway, like I... I've... For me personally, I've been feeling this for a long, long time. I, I know you have too, but for me, I've probably been more angsty about it. Um, but, you know, I, I think the idea of having genuine relationships with people that live out genuine faith in a way that is just raw can really make a difference in other people's lives. And, you know... I love the idea of having groups across the city that are doing stuff in their communities, but doing life together. And then we get together and celebrate what God's doing in all those different groups, right? Like that can extend out things so much more than what we could do by just getting together in one location. And, you know, I love that. So for each one of the groups, are, are, are they allowed to do what they want in terms of reaching community? Yes. Okay. Are they allowed to, like, if they if they wanted to do a study, could they? Yes. If they didn't want to do a study but just wanted to chat and, like, actually just connect, that's okay? Yes. Cool. Um, although uh, once a year. Yeah. Uh, for one week. <laughs> yeah. 
we will do a Beth more intensive. Oh, yeah. And and, and, and and once a year. Yeah. For one week. Yeah. Purpose driven life. Well, it's for taking. <laughs> yes, yes. That's for taking. No, I think the, the goal is we, we've formalized our faith. Mm-hmm. And even though there are parts of our faith that are r- routine and ritualistic. Sure. I mean, I pray every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There are also parts that we've put in that I'm like, eh, you know, I don't Yeah. We've added more. We've than- added more things. And I think it's become so difficult for us to break that mold. Mm-hmm. When really, when two or more are gathered, there he is in the midst. Yeah. If you're talking life, if you're talking... Because eventually, honestly, what happens is it doesn't take very long in a group of people that might meet two or three times yeah. in a row. For somebody at some point to say, like, how you doing? Oh, you know, kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, kind of rough week. Oh, well, like. What do you need? What do you need? Can we help? Like, wh- yeah. And then, you know, if if you finished your group off with a prayer. <gasps> Crazy. <sighs> Nutty. But that's it. Like, uh, uh, and, and if I'd like people to have independent thought. Yeah. So if their group says, you know, like, let's do a bottle drive for the. You know, um, our kids, one of our kids has a hockey team or something. something. Okay, great. You know, let's do a food drive or let's do the socks. And for everything that South Point as a church does, um, like event-wise as a whole church, I'm hoping that all these, they can join up on that. But I'm hoping all these birch groups to also kind of just go, hey, Let's try this this week. Let's yeah. bless, even let's bless this one family. You yeah. know, we know somebody who's struggling. Like you, you said that at one point there was somebody down the road from you who was moving or had a new baby coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're there and they're in their 40s. Right. So. so we, what did we do? We we gave them a bunch of the stuff that we had for yeah. newborns and babies. 100%. And they were so mm. thankful. Exactly. Not a big deal. Yeah. Not a big deal to us. No, no. Maybe life, life giving to them. Yeah, 100%. So, but, and, and that goes to your point. Like, yes, you don't want to be critical. Yes, there are a million flavors. Yes, there's all those other things. But if we're honest, the stuff that's been going on for the last 20, 30 years has not been working. Like, I I know even the fellowship that we're a part of, so the denomination we're a part of, it stopped growing in 1990, in, in the 90s. Like, it just started going down. But because there were just so many additional programs, so many other things, we were like, okay, well, stuff's happening. Right. But... People at the baseline were just not like something was shifting. And I think what we want to do is we don't want to believe that things are in decline. So we put on our, you know, what does the horse do? What's that thing you put on a horse's face that just has the blinders? Blinders? That's what it is. Blinders. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. See, yeah. how, see how I got there by myself? Who? <laughs> wow. Uh, put blinders on and just kind of walk in, in the direction that we're going without ever noticing like, you know, the people around us, whether they're family, friends, folks that we love, people that we care about, like, they're missing out on what life could potentially be like for them with hope and love and care and unconditional love in a way that they've never experienced it, all because we want to have some nice music and mediocre speaking. Like, it, t- to me, it's just, it's indicative of, I want what I want, but I don't want to give other people what they need. Hmm. And I think for us, that's not where we're at. We want to make sure that the p- folks in our city get what they need and that the folks in our church, like they, 
not only get what they need, but they do it together. Yeah. Well, get ready for Birch. Bur- bur- get bur- ready. There's going to be so much stuff coming out in the next few weeks. Just make sure that you you look out for it. And then Easter. Yeah. Easter. So what are the details? We 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 need your help. We want um, this. Well, I don't. Yeah. Well, I guess we're we're releasing this tomorrow. But if you're part of South Point Church, yeah. We are having a team planning session on Sunday at one o'clock here at the Bombay's. Um, details are online. Details will be online. Um, we will we'll get a schedule out for people. We'll get a. We need your help. So if you're part of the church, we'd love for you to show up in full force and help volunteer. And we got all kinds of chocolate eggs and stuff going mm. out, and connection points, and just set up and tear down and everything. But the goal is to have a. You know, people from the, you know, Saskatoon come to the Cross Mount yeah. and do a fun little Easter egg hunt sponsored by South Point Church. And you know what? You might, people are like, oh, that's not spiritual. You know what? People need the fun. They've been inside for two years. Let them out. There are some of the kids that are going to be there. They're pandemic babies. They don't know any different. This is the first time they've ever done an Easter egg hunt. Like, let's be part of that. That's exciting. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. All right. All right. Bye.